0: section 18 of summer in a garden and calvin a study of character by charles dudley warner this libravox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold section 18 summer in a garden 15th week it is said that absence conquers all things love included but it has a contrary effect on a garden i was absent for two or three weeks i left my garden a paradise as paradises go in this protoplastic world and when i returned the trail of the serpent was over it all so to speak this is in addition to the actual snakes in it which are large enough to strangle children of average size i asked polly if she had seen to the garden while i was away and she said she had i found that all the melons had been seen to and the early grapes and pears the green worm had also seen to about half the celery and a large flock of apparently perfectly domesticated chickens were roaming over the ground gossiping in the hot september sun and picking up any odd trifle that might be left on the whole the garden could not have been better seen to though it would take a sharp eye to see the potato vines amid the rampant grass and weeds the new strawberry plants for one thing had taken advantage of my absence every one of them had sent out as many scarlet runners as an indian tribe has some of them had blossomed and a few had gone so far as to bear ripe berries long pear-shaped fruit hanging like the ear pendants of an east indian bride i could not but admire the persistence of these zealous plants which seemed determined to propagate themselves both by seeds and roots and make sure of immortality in some way even the colfax variety was as ambitious as the others after having seen the declining letter of mr colfax i did not suppose that this vine would run any more and intended to root it out but one can never say what these politicians mean and i shall let this variety grow until after the next election at least although i hear that the fruit is small and rather sour if there is any variety of strawberries that really declines to run and devotes itself to a private life of fruit bearing i should like to get it I may mention here, since we are on politics, that the little raspberries had sprawled all over the strawberry beds, so true is it that politics makes strange bedfellows. But another enemy had come into the strawberries, which, after all that has been said in these papers, I am almost ashamed to mention. But does the preacher in the pulpit, Sunday after Sunday, year after year, shrink from speaking of sin? I refer, of course, to the greatest enemy of mankind, Pursley the ground was carpeted with it i should think that this was the tenth crop of the season and it was as good as the first i see no reason why our northern soil is not as prolific as that of the tropics and will not produce as many crops in the year the mistake we make is in trying to force things that are not natural to it i have no doubt that if we turn our attention to pusley we can beat the world I had no idea until recently how generally this simple and thrifty plant is feared and hated far beyond what i had regarded as the bounds of civilization it is held as one of the mysteries of a fallen world accompanying the home missionary on his wanderings and preceding the footsteps of the tract society i was not long ago in the adirondacks we had built a camp for the night in the heart of the woods high up on john's brook and near the foot of mount marcy i can see the lovely spot now it was on the bank of the crystal rocky stream at the foot of high and slender falls which poured into a broad amber basin out of this basin we had just taken trout enough for our supper which had been killed and roasted over the fire on sharp sticks and eaten before they had an opportunity to feel the chill of this deceitful world we were lying under the hut of spruce bark on fragrant hemlock boughs talking after supper In front of us was a huge fire of birch logs, and over it we could see the top of the falls glistening in the moonlight, and the roar of the falls, and the brawling of the stream near us filled all the ancient woods. It was a scene upon which one would think no thought of sin could enter. We were talking with old Phelps, the guide. Old Phelps is at once guide, philosopher, and friend he knows the woods and streams and mountains and their savage inhabitants as well as we know all our rich relations and what they are doing and in lonely bear hunts and sable trappings he has thought out and solved most of the problems of life as he stands in his wood gear he is as grizzly as an old cedar tree and he speaks in a high falsetto voice which would be invaluable to a boatswain in a storm at sea we had been talking of all subjects about which rational men are interested bears panthers trapping the habits of trout the tariff the internal revenue to wit the injustice of laying such a tax on tobacco and none on dogs there ain't no dog in the united states says the guide at the top of his voice that earns his living the adventists the gornergrat horace greeley religion the propagation of seeds in the wilderness as for instance where were the seeds lying for ages that spring up into certain plants and flowers as soon as a spot is cleared anywhere in the most remote forest and why does a growth of oak trees always come up after a growth of pine has been removed in short we had pretty nearly reached a solution of many mysteries when phelps suddenly exclaimed with uncommon energy wall there's one thing that beats me what's that we asked with undisguised curiosity That's Pusley, he replied, in the tone of a man who has come to one door in life which is hopelessly shut, and from which he retires in despair. Where it comes from now I don't know, nor what to do with it. It's in my garden, and I can't get rid of it. It beats me. About Pusley the guide had no theory and no hope. A feeling of awe came over me as we lay there at midnight, hushed by the sound of the stream and the rising wind in the spruce tops. Then man can go nowhere that Pusley will not attend him. Though he camp on the upper Au Sable, or penetrate the forest where rolls the Allagash, and hear no sound save his own allegations, he will not escape it. It has entered the happy valley of Keene, although there is yet no church there, and only a feeble school part of the year. Sin travels faster than they that ride in chariots. I take my hoe and begin, but I feel that I am warring against something whose roots take hold on H. By the time a man gets to be eighty, he learns that he is compassed by limitations, and that there has been a natural boundary set to his individual powers. As he goes on in life, he begins to doubt his ability, to destroy all evil, and to reform all abuses, and to suspect that there will be much left to do after he has done. I stepped into my garden in the spring, not doubting that I should be easily master of the weeds i have simply learned that an institution which is at least six thousand years old and i believe six millions is not to be put down in one season i have been digging my potatoes if anybody cares to know it i planted them in what are called early rows the rows a little less than three feet apart but the vines came to an early close in the drought digging potatoes is a pleasant soothing occupation but not poetical It is good for the mind unless they are too small as many of mine are when it begets a want of gratitude to the bountiful earth what small potatoes we all are compared with what we might be we don't plow deep enough any of us for one thing i shall put in the plow next year and give the tubers room enough i think they felt the lack of it this year many of them seemed ashamed to come out so small There is great pleasure in turning out the brown-jacketed fellows into the sunshine of a royal September day and seeing them glisten as they lie thickly strewn in the warm soil. Life has few such moments, but then they must be picked up. The picking up in this world is always the unpleasant part of it. The End of Section 18 Recording by Mark Penfold